Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of... Well, you guessed it, the Tej Talks podcast. Now, today I'm going to talk to you about my latest deal. I mean, what? When was the last time I did a podcast on a deal? I mean, the last time I bought a deal was May the 4th. Oh, May the 4th be with you. Mm, bought a deal you did, Tej. Uh, yeah, it was May the 4th last year. Um, and that was at an auction. It was a leasehold property for 28 grand. My friend D Ludlow, who you might know uh, from the podcast and whatnot, was actually with me at the time when we were bidding. Uh, and that, that was really fun, actually. Um, and I remember when we were bidding, Corona was, it was kind of a thing. You know, they'd stopped the auction, but they let me come and sit, you know, in the auction offices because we're boys like that. Uh, and yeah, that was really fun, actually. I mean, that was a time when, you know, we, yeah, I suppose no one fully, fully understood it because I think people were still shaking hands. Uh, you know, you were fairly close to people. Um, not May, but this would have been you know, the month before or maybe a bit earlier when I I won the auction. And ever since then, it's been a very tough market. And I did an amazing podcast, if I say so myself, because of the guest with Jay Anthony Howard, who's been in the game for, I think, 18 years, especially in auctions speaking about the reasons why this market is crazy so if you're finding it you know if you're finding it hard and you're struggling to get deals listen to that podcast it's i think we released it two weeks ago it details all the reasons so don't feel bad if you're struggling because i think we're all struggling apart from the you know the 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 uh, trainers and everyone who's telling you they're finding deals in their literally back pocket oh there's a deal oh back at the sofa there's a fucking fuck off um, it is tricky right now, okay? It is really tricky at all levels of the market. Of course, <clears throat> you're going to have some big boys and some big girls who've been doing it for, you know, donkey's years. And it's it's not as difficult, but they are still observing, you know, that it is trickier somewhat, you know? So don't compare your day two to their day, you know, 2000, because they are winning and they are going to do better. Anyway, that's a whole different podcast. So anyways, it's been a long time since I have secured the bag. Uh, and, you know, it, what have I been doing for a year? I mean, bloody a really good question. Not having Nando's is, is what I've been doing for a year. I think, you know what, I obviously took time to focus on the book and getting that pushed out there. I took time to just, you know, finish off the bleeding refurbs from my portfolio, which took forever, you know, because I was managing them trade by trade with new trades, uh, you know, at 200 miles away, I couldn't get there because I actually had nowhere to stay. My own essay was booked and you couldn't stay in other essays because of the law. So actually, a lot of the time it was sitting here, you know, going crazy, trying to deal with things at a distance, which has taught me a lot, you know, because I'm now managing trades at, at closer. It doesn't get any easier, I'll tell you that. Bloody hell. I don't drink, but someone get me a whiskey, man. Uh, so that's what I've been doing for the most part of the year. And, you know, also trying to sort the remortgages out. And that's another podcast which I'm going to do, actually. Just to just to show you how hard remortgages can be on simple vanilla buy-to-lets, as people like to call them. I don't, I don't look at them as vanilla. I look at them as fior di latte. Yeah? Which is the flower of milk in Italian. That's, you know, 
that's the kind of flavour that Baitalets are. Vanilla is a bit, you know, bland. Vanilla is great though. Madagascan organic vanilla, but Fior de Latte is where it's at. Yeah. So that, that's how I describe Baitalets. The FDL Baitalets. If you've never had that flavour, I don't really eat sweet things. But if you've never had that flavour, trust me, you're gonna forget about vanilla like your ex when you have Fior de Latte. Okay. Anyways, culinary. That's another podcast I can do about food. So it's been taken. You know, ages to sort this shit out. So big up, like, the solicitors. Um, Lightfoot, uh, first time I've worked with them, and the price was, you know, set by the lender, so it is what it is. But they were so quick. Now, when I say so quick, like, you won't believe how quick they were in terms of replying to me, getting stuff done, and their diligence. So I'm very, very impressed with them. They're, I think they're quite a big firm. Uh, so you don't, I don't think you necessarily work with one person all the time and things like You kind of get assigned but everyone I've worked with there, yeah, um, you know, I'm really impressed with them. You know, impressed as in I would use them, I would choose them now on a conveyance or on a remortgage. Um, yeah, you know, I always get anxious when I have new solicitors, right? It's like, oh God, are they going to be good? Are they going to annoy me? Are they going to ask for all my documents and blah, blah, blah? Which obviously they have to, right? They're SRA regulated. But yeah, it, from, the, from their legal perspective, it was a doddle. But, you know, again, I'll do a whole podcast on that speaking about that um, I've also been writing my second book which you've, you know would have heard my podcast about that as well which is coming out and also my e-learning of course I've you know got 100 plus users on that and lots of people signing up people signing up weekly daily uh, you know taking advantage of a few cheeky offers that I've had um, you know so it's you know, that took a bit of time to produce to market to get right um, and you know yeah people are doing incredibly well from it I've been doing a little bit of mentoring like when I say a little bit, I mean like one to three people. I've got one main one who is killing it. I have to say, um, he's actually kind of famous, which which is pretty awesome, right? Like, you know, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Um, and yeah, he's doing really well. Not not just because of me, because he, you know, he is the kind of person you want to mentor. You know, um, has lots of qualities and traits that make it easy and this is why I don't do mentoring much you know I don't only really talk about it on my on my socials because yes you get paid for it but it is time intensive and it is tiring and because of that you know you want to be selective about it you know unlike you know various other people who just mentor anyone and don't really care what happens I actually want to see people do shit from it so I've been doing a lot of that stuff uh, you know the, the kind of property getting the remortgages and all the um, refurbs finished in my portfolio, you know what, it took a lot of mental headspace as well, um, which, yeah, you know, I think we underestimate, like, even if it's not physically doing stuff, or you're, you're not there, or you're not hands-on managing, it, you know, the mental headspace things can occupy, yeah, it's, you know, it's something we, we just don't consider, um, we really don't consider, and, and we should, and there's lots of good people on Instagram um, you can follow who speak about mental health. Um, Dr. Lafina Diamandis is someone uh, who you should follow. She's amazing. So, right, let's talk about my deal then. So, how did I find it? Okay, so you might have seen from my Instagram story, I read legal packs like they're newspapers, right? Every week I'm reading 10, 15, 20 legal packs. Why am I doing this? One, I, I do enjoy it. Two, I learn so much. Three, ain't much else to do in a market like this. <laughs> uh, and also because, obviously, if I'm reading a legal pack, that means I'm interested in the property contained within it, right? Or the property behind it. 
So, you know, I don't know how many legal packs I've read, you know, in the past X many months. Probably like 50, 60, maybe 70, I don't know. But I've been interested in more properties than that. But I've just known they're going to go way over, you know, and so I didn't bother reading the legal pack. And even these, I knew they were going to go way over because of the market we're in. So, you know, it's been an interesting one, Um, you know, reading lots of legal packs, you know, not having any actual kind of, uh, you know, reward for doing that. And and then the sense that like, yeah, everything just went over overpriced, like crazy, crazy over guide and over end that like, it's stupid, right? So anyways, reading lots of legal packs and I see this one property, this would have been, I don't know how many months ago, two, three months ago in the Allsop auction in London. Um, it's in a place called Gambling Gay, which is, uh, well, it's Bedfordshire and Cambridge. I'm not really sure. It's a village um, outside of Cambridge and kind of outside of Bedford as well. It's about 30, 40 minutes from where I live um, in, in North Hertfordshire. And it's fairly rural. It does have a high street. It's got a co-op and, you know, a few other shops, but not really. But it's quite a historical uh, kind of area. Lots of the houses are, well, falling down. <laughs> but what that means is they have character. I mean, some of the windows and some of the lintel failures in that village are hilarious. But they give it character, and there's lots of listed buildings, and, you know, it's a big conservation area and things like that. So it's cute, right? It's what I like. I saw this property on there for £449,000. Now, it was three properties, so the end terrace, mid terrace, end terrace. At the end, or well, near end, of a long private drive. So you, you opposite this house, you've got new build estate. You look to the left, you, you come into the private drive... Nice long bit of grass, you know, posh man's drive. On the right, you've got the old gatehouse, which is a gorgeous building. You then carry on down, and on the left, you then have these this sort of terrace, or this block, I suppose. Now, these houses were built in 1800, and they, you know, they are gorgeous. You'll see pictures on my Instagram, the bricks, and, you know, they are so pretty, right? So full of character. In addition, uh, there's a vine. So there's like a, I think it's a, is it a wisteria? I'm not sure. That's on the property. And there's a plaque there that says, this vine was planted in 1835. Do not cut it. You are not allowed to cut it. That's pretty amazing. That a plant has been there for nearly 200 years. And it's a lie. Like, I mean, things like that, I think are just incredible. And they add so much character and story to this property. Um, I got the mid-terrace. Now, what happened was, so when it was all one unit... I was interested. I did go and view it then. Um, the price kind of stacked up, but I definitely missed the trick, you know, with the kind of pricing. And, I, you know, I probably just had that negative self-fulfilling prophecy that, oh, well, it's going to go over. So, you know, or whatever. What's the point? I don't think I didn't bid on it. And it went for 449. So it had no reserve. Um, you know, the person who owned it was trying to sell it for a year beforehand. I don't know why it didn't sell. Ah, it didn't sell because they only wanted to sell two of them. They were then asking for like five fifty, and they didn't really care about the price. They were just being stubborn, even though they own like hundreds of properties. So, and so they're obviously sensible. Um, yeah, so it was purchased uh, from one sort of holding company, two hundred two hundred assets, to a property trader who I don't know, but I know of them, and people I know know them, and they're interesting. Big boys, big boys in the London trading scene. Uh, they purchased it for four four nine. They then split it. So the end terrace at the furthest end, they sold at auction. Same auction, I was bidding on it. They sold the middle terrace, which I won. 
And the end terrace with the tenant in, really, really lovely guy, really nice. Um, loves birds, so we, we bird watch and talk about birds and stuff. Uh, kept that one. The gardens are super long. They then cut those in half and basically sold each of these two, you know, end terrace, mid terrace off, and the gardens cut in half. Garden's been cut in half, not a huge problem, you know, less maintenance for the new owners. However, there is a nice stream at the end of it. So, you know, not as nice as it could be. Um, however, it, it's an interesting sort of what they've done, right? It's what, it's what traders do and it's what, you know, you can do, right? You buy a property, split it, sell it. It doesn't have to be a block of flats. It could be anything. However, the, so the end terrace I was bidding on, my max bid was 165. Someone purchased it for 171 thousand pounds so i was close now you know what on reflection i haven't finished a refurb yet on mine but on reflection i probably i probably could have gone to 170 but no higher but i was in it from the beginning right to the end i was like okay bloody hell that one went that was lot 21 or something okay well my one came up later as lot 50 the middle one which i was second bidding on um, I, I would have gone for both if you know if possible Anyway, second one, I'm in it from the start, you know, going back and back and forth, back and forth in the ring, you know, 12 rounds, all of that shit with like two or three other people. It got to the end of it, basically died out. Um, I just kept going, I just kept putting 10, 15 grand bids higher. I was like, look, I'm here for this. Um, and I bought it for £141,000, so one for one, which is £9,000 less than the maximum I was going to pay. So that's that's pretty bloody good, isn't it? 9k less in this market. Fucking hell, that's... um. It's a bargain, isn't it? It's a bargain. Uh, obviously, add on the legal fees, stamp duties, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're kind of in for like 150. It's just under 150. Now, I was surprised when I purchased this because, and this always happens at auction. I know why I feel the same, right? You're there staring at the screen or staring at the human if you're, you know, in person. And it was like one for one. It was like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, okay. 20 seconds, okay, 50, okay, 10, oh, fuck, I think I wanted probably 5 seconds, <clears throat> 0, oh, oh, dear, just want a fucking house, and as you know, classic Tedge, um, did I have, did I have the 141,000 plus fees and stamp duty, no, of course I didn't, <laughs> don't be silly, when, when am I ever prepared, uh, did I have the deposit, yeah, I did actually, um, from one of my flips, from one of the profits on one of my flips. Um, so, yeah, fortunately I had the deposit because it had to be given within 24 hours and boy, did I use those 24 hours. So yeah, I won it and was like, oh shit, okay, the hard work starts now. And I suppose because I haven't bought a property for a while, I was kind of like, oh, I'm a bit out of practice, you know? Oh, this will be fun. Uh, and I probably thought, oh shit. I have to actually leave my office chair now. Oh no, what have I done? What have I done? But it's a really cute, cute little cottage. I don't know what accent that was, but a really cute little cottage. Um, it's got nice features, <laughs> quirky. Uh, the ceilings are not actually that low. Could I live there? Uh, maybe. Probably not with the ceilings, to be honest. But they're not that low. What's low is some of the door frames. Um, and it's like a split level house I call it duplex you know duplex thing um, but yeah it's got really nice features you know keeping the front and back doors huge gardens um, you know old Georgian windows which are being replaced um, with UPVC it's in a conservation area but um, I've checked the council's listings and windows are not one of the things that you need planning permission for or to sort of yeah talk to them about we just go ahead with it I live in a conservation area and I don't think they, um, 
got planning here when they put these windows in. So, yeah, all straightforward. There's a few legal um, issues which were absolutely racking my brain and giving me so much anxiety, um, which I found out after I bid. But actually, as I knew when I first read the legal pack, it was fine. And that's something I'm not going to share here. Um, I'm sharing that with my invest and learn guys and with my e-learners. Now, this deal, um, as soon as I... So I won the auction at, what was it, 2 p.m.? I was cleaning my fish tank out of my dad, actually. Big up my dad. By the way, if anyone wants any photos done of themselves, events, or properties, uh, send me a DM. My dad's a professional photographer. Um, he's done some of mine. He's done some of James Sohoto's you will have seen. And yeah, he's he's epic. He's really good. I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. He's actually good. Give me a shout. Give me a shout. Uh, so, yeah, doing a fish tank with him. I then went home to see um, to see Andy, Andy Camp, big up Andy Camp on uh, Instagram, a local property developer and in, and uh, Instagrammer near me. Does some really, really big things, actually, really cool projects. Anyways, we were just catching up at his latest project, looking at the, like, the, the hundred different steels and RSJs he's putting in and the 50 acro props holding the house together. And I text one of my previous investors who loaned me 75 grand before. And I said, look, boss, I'm looking for 200 grand. What are we saying? He goes, uh, I think 150 might be better. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. A little back and forth negotiation. I said, look, I'm not paying you the same rate as 75K. We're dropping the rate. So he dropped the rate by a little bit. Uh, and he goes, right, listen, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah? I said, cool, speak to you soon. Two or three hours later, I look at my phone. He goes, Tej, uh, send me the loan agreement. Uh, bank details. Uh, I'll get it transferred next Tuesday. That, that easy it's not that easy it's taken me two years to get to the point where that happens and that won't happen every time you know let me be let me be real with you but this one was that easy it's that easy for me because of what I've done and it can be that easy for you you know after this you know amount of time and experience and what you've done and to get the right education hashtag raising finance e-learning module test tools you know so that happened. He goes, yeah, 150 sorted. Cool, that's purchase. Um, and so anyways, I've got other investors um, who are taking a more active role in it uh, on the invest and learn who have loaned me the refurbishment at 0%. Because, um, of course, they're getting access to e-learning. They're getting access to me or site visits, blah, blah, blah. And wow. You know, I forget when you start out, and I suppose I'm learning this now with developments, there is so much you don't know. There's so many nuances and so many little things that you're like, oh yeah, houses, just yeah, buy a house, paint it, put carpet in, easy peasy. Nope. There are a million and one things. And actually, seeing these guys' faces, you know, um, you know, the two who invested in me, it's, yeah, it's like, wow, you know, they're learning so much. Their brains are fried already from the kind of visits and having access to, you know, what I say to builders and, and seeing it at every single stage. You know, essentially, and that's what the invest and learn is. Tedginvest.com for any more details. And that, you know, they already pledged they wanted to invest, you know, before. Um, when was this? This would have been uh, maybe January. And I said, look, market's crazy. I have no idea. And so it was done like that. I didn't even get a chance to send it around to new investors or, you know, other investors. It just got snapped up, um, which is quite nice. You know, it makes your life easier, especially when, you know, that the money actually lands you know because that means it's real so you know funded quite easily um on this deal and yeah i i really like going to the house actually because it's so peaceful and because the next door guy loves birds there's so many like rare birds and just oh you know it's really peaceful and i'm also going to be running a site day there um pending covid i need to check how many people were allowed 
so if you're interested, please email me hello at tejinvests.com. Uh, if you send me a DM, I'll probably forget, so send it by email. It's in uh, Cambridgeshire or Bedfordshire. It's about an hour and a half from London, I suppose. And there isn't mm, there isn't really a train station, so you need to drive. And we're going to do like a sort of half day on site, you know, round table, answer some questions or whatever, whatever. Depending on COVID, maybe get lunch. Although it's all just pubs there, which don't even use salt or pepper. So yeah, anyways, um, getting into Duns River over there. Uh, so yeah, that's happening soon. Um, I'll probably run multiple of them actually, because I think I've already gone past the number allowed with COVID. So yeah, bring your masks or your visors, visors. So, right, that's the deal. Um, that's how it's funded. That's how it was found. Uh, and let me talk you through the figures, because I know that y'all waiting for. So, purchase price is one hundred and forty-one thousand uh, pounds. Stamp duty is effectively four thousand two hundred thirty pounds. That's what my spreadsheet says. Uh, legal fees are seven hundred. Mm, it's going to be less, but seven hundred. Let's call it. It's probably going to be less. Uh, I introduce a lot of business to my solicitors, so you know. There's no survey, there's no sourcing fee. Uh, I'm talking to my spreadsheet here. The auction fee is 5150 That's not actually the auction fee, that's the auction fee plus the seller's legal fees and costs, and basically all fees, right? Um, so give or take, we're in for £151,080. I mean, the legal fees are going to be less, so let's call it you know 151 Now, the refurbishment I've put in as £30,000. Looking at some of the quotes I'm getting so far, whew, I think we're definitely going to be using all of that. Um, it's crazy the prices down here. Um, especially people with no reviews and no presence want to come in like, yeah, we charge this much because we're bloody good. I've done it for 20 years. I don't give a fuck, Simon, if you've done it for 20 years. You're still a dickhead. Oh. I had one guy. Uh, let me tell you the story, yeah, because this one guy, right, he's a roofer, yeah? He ignored my messages for two weeks on this platform. I, I just text him like, "Hi mate, uh, you know I'm trying to get hold of you. Do you want to? Do you want to fucking be do something about it, waste man?" Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, he calls me up. Yeah, oh, I'll be there. I'll be there in ten minutes. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bit far from me. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Yeah, but you know." Anyway, just chatting bear shit. I said, "Look, here's the location. Oh, it looks like it's about forty minutes from you." He goes, "Oh no, don't worry about it. Uh, distance doesn't matter. That's all right. We'll be there, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, distance doesn't matter. That's all right. We cover this area. Yeah, you know what? I'll, yeah, you sound like a fair man. I'm a fair man. Just giving it all this like, you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, babes, you wanna go? You wanna go sheesh? You wanna go faces? Yeah, but I'll take you out. Like fucking getting chatting up by an Essex man in a nightclub." Anyways, big up all my Essex guys. Uh, giving it all this, right? And I was just like, you know when you feel some people are so hard to talk with? Anyways, at this point I was like, okay, you've got like 300 reviews online, which I I don't know, something's fishy. Something smells like Pescado. And I was like, this is this is weird. So anyways, he's giving it all his... Yeah. And he calls him and says, oh, listen, mate, I'm going to go there now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going out my way. I'm going to go there now. And then 20 minutes later, he's there. So I was like, bruv, you were clearly in the area. <clears throat> he gets there, giving it... And he goes, oh, I take pictures before, during, and after. You know, sign a contract. I do everything to your satisfaction. Or, you know, what do you need? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, um... Okay... Uh, blah 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 whatever cool 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 take pictures when you get there take pictures when you get there I said like four times yeah and then um, he, he said something like oh I'm on Trust the Trader you know blah blah blah, blah. I was like okay um, what, what's your name there oh it's uh, at gmail.com I was, I was like that's your fucking email address you pillock 
typed it in, typed it in, typed it in. Oh, no, that's my email address. Here's my name. Typed it in. Doesn't come up. I was like, listen, I'm a young, I'm a young man. Yeah, I can use the technologies. If I can't find you, you're not on it. I'll tell you that right now. And he's like, oh, no, look at my picture on the other platform. You can see, trust the trader. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go look at the card. I do remember seeing a card. Anyways, put the phone down. I looked at his picture. Brother, it expired in 2017. Dickhead. So I messaged him. Your card's expired. No response, yeah? Cool. Calls me up. I was like, bro, where's the pictures? Like, I'm not going to... Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to... Ble- What's wrong with the chimney, you tit? Anyways, I hear him in the background to his mate. Oh, get the ladder, get the ladder. And he goes back up, gets a picture of it. Um, and then he sends me pictures. I mean, look, I'm not a roofer. I've done a lot of lead in my time. Well, not me, but paid for it. It doesn't look... You know, it doesn't look like the issue. And for me, he hasn't investigated it. He's just said, oh, Ted thinks it's lead. Let's do lead. Okay. He comes off. I'm still like, yo, send me your trust the trader. He goes, oh, no, it's just type it. You'll find it. Just blah, blah, blah. All this shit. Talking fast, being aggressive salesman, yeah? And I was just like, at this point, I was like, nah, you know what? I'm done with you. I was like, um, it's not there. Can you send me a link? Anyways. Comes back. He goes, Ted... And he was oh, the, the uh, lead wants doing, the rendering on the side wants doing, the join wants doing, this wants doing. I was like, what do you mean it wants do? What the fuck? Can you tell me what he's doing? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this whole time, I'm just, I'm, I'm more confused than I am angry. I'm just a bit like, um, why am I having, like, ha- sorry, is it not lunchtime? Like, have I not got something else I could be doing? Like, shit, you know, my allotment, could I not be? I was just like, what the hell? What is this conversation? By the way, lots of good tradespeople out there. Um, and I have lots of conversations that are not like this. I have lots that are like this. <laughs> Anyways, he goes, it can't, I can't do it for a grand. It'd be 12 50 I was like, look, cool. I'll let you know in half an hour then, yeah? Anyways, half an hour goes past. I don't call him because I'm bored of him. He calls me. I call him back. Anyways, I was like, look, mate, 12 50 I was like, oh, geezer, that's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, 12 50 And he goes, oh, what, 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 what price do you want? I said, look, if anywhere between 500 and and 1000 it's hard to put a price on it, you know, what would you do it for, mate? What would you do it for? He goes, 800. 800. I'll get some there tomorrow. To your satisfaction, I'll send you a proper invoice. Oh, well, whoop de fucking do. Yippee kaye, mofo. You're going to send me an invoice. I mean, uh, sorry, is that a big thing to send a, an invoice? Anyways, I'm thinking, uh, at this point, I'm just like, wow, the man's giving me an invoice. Shit. I'm dealing with a professional here, Ted, man. Hire this guy. Idiot. So, I'm just like, okay. Invoice, yeah? Nice, nice. Yeah, will it be all digital? PDF thing? Or will it be like a picture of a paper one? Fucking hell. Anyways, I was like, okay. And he, and he made it to your satisfaction. We'll do it. Pictures before, after. Got a 10-year guarantee. I'll, you know, I'll put it in writing. Blah, blah, blah. I'm on trust to trade. I'm on trust to trade. Oh, I, I must be on trust to trade. I just picked up two jobs from there now. I was like, but you're not. Now, for me, right, it, I don't care if he's on trust to trade or not. But it's the principle of him lying, obfuscating, and not being clear about it. About the smallest of thing. Like, huh. Why would you lie about that? Like, and then say, oh, I just got two jobs off it. Like, what? Why? And he's got 300 reviews on the platform I found him on. But I just... Uh, something was dodgy, right? And the way he was behaving was just not, you know, kind of how I, I 
that want to deal with people. Anyways, he goes, oh, I'll do it for 800. I was like, wow. So you were slapping like 400 quid margin just for banter, were you? Uh, and then he goes, and then I said to him, look, mate, um, look, I'll get back to you. You know, I need to get other quotes. Oh, you won't get it done for less than 800. Don't get other quotes. No, 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 no. no listen, mate, the other day, look, we're not busy. Yeah, yeah I'm chock a block. I don't need to do this, but we can do it tomorrow. Wow, you must be so busy then. <clears throat> and I said to him, look, you just said to me, you're going to do it to my satisfaction. Send me your trusted trader profile. And he goes, all right, mate, thank you. No, yeah, see you later, mate. Bye, bye, bye. I was like, bro. Like, are you... <sighs> what? You know, this whole conversation, I was like, bro, what's wrong with you? Um, and actually, my friend Dean Adkins, who's been on this podcast talking about boiler bands, kind of summarized it really well. He said, some builders are experts in creating a manic environment with their good cop, bad cop shit. Then throwing in a fast talking, I'm super busy spiel and some aggression and boom. They have a sale and a customer that has no clue about what just happened, but is too intimidated to call back. And that's what this guy was doing. And I just thought, you're a knob. So as soon as he sort of hung up, I then texted him saying, oh, mate, listen, thanks so much for your conversation. Um, I'll be sure to leave an honest review of our interaction online, then blocked him. So I'll leave him a, a, a negative review online. Let's see what happens. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? Um, sorry, anyway, back to the figures, back to the figures. So uh, refurb cost 30K, contingency 10% at 3K, uh, insurance per month, 30 quid a month. Blah blah blah, including cost of finance for six months. Um, we are going to be all in for not all in, sorry, all in on the refurbishment holding costs about forty one thousand pounds. Right, so we're total um, purchase one five one, total um, then spent is is forty one. The total sort of yeah so far is actually one hundred ninety two four hundred fourteen pounds. So one hundred ninety two k. Uh, we put in estate agent fees of what have I put in here? Something like I put in one percent. I'll get them down to that in this market. I think one uh, percent legal fees eight hundred. Legal fees are definitely not going to be eight hundred. We're going to be like five hundred on this one. Um, the selling price I've put in two hundred thirty-five thousand pounds. That is semi-conservative. Obviously, we're in a crazy market right now. Um, every single agent who's gone has said two thirty. Worst case, they said you know really we're looking at listing it at two forty. And taking two three five or two four five, um, some of them have said, "Look, depending on the spec, Ted, you could push two fifty, especially in this market, because it's quirky and it it's not going to be for everyone." And there's a new builder state opposite the road. My house is going to be cheaper than that, but it gives you that countryside feeling when you're actually not necessarily in the countryside. Like the location is is a big thing that's going to sell it, and it's someone like me who's going to look at the bricks and say, "Wow, I love the history." You know what I mean? It's it's for a different kind of person. And given COVID, I think there are a lot more of this kind of person about, right? I've always been a country bumpkin. So at 235,000, my selling price, the profit will be 39,000 pounds, 736 pounds. That's 40 grand profit. Um, you know, if it sells for 250, which you know, I do doubt it, but let's chuck it in. Um, it will make 54,000 pounds profit. If it sells for 240, which is more realistic, it's going to make £44,000 profit. So anywhere from 20 to 25%. Worst, worst case is like 15 or 18%. I'm still happy with that. We have a key undertaking. You want to know what that means? We have a key undertaking, which means that I have been given the keys um, before completion. So when I'm recording this, we complete in 
three days. I've had the keys for two or three weeks. The property's stripped out, the rewires are getting started, um, plastering, plumbing is all getting booked in, and the windows are being done. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome, because I could have not had any finance fees for now, and I've got started on a refurb, and we're not almost done, but there's you know a, a chunk is being done for sure. Um, which definitely is going to speed things up. So we should be on the market within, you know, two months or so, which is pretty awesome. But if I kept this property, look, if they could get a reval at 245k, it would leave in 10 grand and it would net about 338 pounds a month, which is a 40% return on cash left in. I mean, look, when it's finished, I will absolutely get a revaluation done. It will cost like, you know, 200 quid. If it comes back at something cray cray, you know, that I might keep it. You know, maybe. I'm in this for flips really around here. But, you know, if you're leaving in 10k or less in this kind of area, you know, there, there's something to be said, right, about that kind of strategy. So, uh, yeah, this is my latest deal, people. Um, I'd say it's a pretty decent deal in any market. In this market at the moment, I'd say it's uh, an even better deal. And, um, yeah, you got to be in it to win it. And if you want to learn how to do what I do, well, hedgetalks.learnworlds.com. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.